Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of My Brother's Keeper. Because last week I said film frequency. Nobody fucking caught that shit except me when I listened back and then JB's like, yeah, I heard it too. Whatever. My brother, the prodigal one, Mr. JB himself, is in the building as well. What's going on, bro? What's going on, family? What's going on, CJ? Another episode down. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, We are here this week. I don't even know what the fuck we're just... I do have a... a, So, this is special. I know we usually start with sports, but let's start with some fuckery this week. So, me preparing for this episode, like I tend to do, I like to, uh, you know, just look at random shit that I may want to bring up to you. Um, And I know we talk a lot about movies and TV and streaming on that side, on the film frequency. But, bro, do you know that for the first time ever in history... (laughs) There have been more, the 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 porn industry is making more than the movie industry by tenfold almost, bro. The porn industry has seen a 300% rise since quarantine, especially when you count in OnlyFans. And while the box office of, you know, movies and film has been way down, even streaming, what do you think about that, bro? Let me say this right now before I, 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 um, I say what I'm about to say. You and I are definitely brothers. And I'm going to say why in a few minutes. Okay. But to answer your question, to answer your question uh-huh. um, yeah, motherfuckers are home right now. <laughs> so they ain't got shit to do. Um, let me tell you, there's a lot of, let me tell you, there's a lot of females that I know personally. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say a lot, but some. Yes. And some of them are on the come up. There is a girl, I won't say her name, although she probably would want me to, to for the for the you know promotion, but she I used to she was actually uh, uh you know she used to work with me uh, uh a little while back and she um she has her own business and she sells sex toys and she sells lingerie and it, it does pretty okay. And she opened up her OnlyFans and it seems to be blowing the hell up and and you know more power to her and um somebody else that I know I think is open up on OnlyFans and she's sort of like a, um, uh, you know, she has a lot of followers on, on Instagram. I don't have Instagram, but it, you know, I, I see she has a lot of followers and stuff. And, um, this is giving a lot of people an out on a serious note is giving a lot of people an out, but yeah, man, the porn and everything. I mean, I mean, Pornhub is probably doing record numbers and all these things. People, people can't go out, uh, you know, you can't go out as much as you used to. I mean, coronavirus is, is being made as more deadly than AIDS. So <laughs> shit, you gotta stay home at Pornhub and do your thing. Yeah, yeah, that and you know, like the 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 whole drive through strip clubs popped up and shit. Like the sex industry has always been a huge money maker. Let's make that clear. Um, but the fact that like people are home now and like unemployed and like spending their unemployment checks on porn is fucking wild to me. But it it, it makes sense, especially people who are like single in quarantine. It's not like you just go out of the bar and meet people anymore in some places. So they're just fucking whacking it off to OnlyFans. I would say now. For if you're a person who who has an OnlyFans page and you're not you're not getting considerable amount of income from it, you just need to cancel your whole fucking life. Like it's just at this point, you just need to let it. Or go. hit up CEO Hayes for all marketing needs. Oh, God damn it, bro! But why'd you say that was funny? Please, please don't tell me this is a topic that you have been planning to bring to this episode. Well, here's my thing. You're talking about like being home and and porn. Uh-huh. Wouldn't it be nice to just like for these type of people to actually be able to stay in that realm, but actually go somewhere. You want to go to Ray's boom, boom room. No, but wouldn't that be nice for that? For those type of people who want, who want to partake in this type of thing to go where? Oh, to the movie theater. Not necessarily movie theater, but somewhere where they can partake in porn. You can partake it in your own fucking, the comfort of your own home. What do you need to go somewhere to partake in porn? But our friends over in Japan who are always extra as fuck, (laughs) <laughs> and I'm going to bring in my topic now. They've decided to open up a porn amusement park in Tokyo, in the red light district. It's called Sod Land, which is a Sod Stancer soft on demand. And uh, this is why I said we are fucking brothers because we're both fucking sick in the head. And um, let me tell you a little bit about this theme park for adults, as they're calling it. So it's coming, it's opening this month in October. So the, there's a bottom level. It's the basement. It's not really for, for, for patrons. It's really just for, uh, workers. Mm -hmm. The first floor uh, from the first floor up, it's, it's everybody else. The first floor is primarily for guidance and settling your bill. So you're paying your bills. There's a gift shop. There's a sticker picture booth and capsule machine, which I have no idea what that is. And, um, 
Also, they they have that area, which is called the newcomer adult film actress floor. And on this area, you'll find Kassad is is basically like a brand. It's like a porno brand. All their newbies, all the newbie girls, they're there and they're serving drinks at, at the bar on that floor. Mm. It's all girls making their debuts and and the up and comers. So that's the first floor. The second floor is called a Kakabutsu salon where customers can drink with women who work in the fazuku industry which i have no idea what that is i didn't even looking there's up. a bukkake section but go ahead continue <laughs> <laughs> there's a uh, bars there's an erotic massage and other entertainment services of risque nature is what they're saying the third floor uh is the famous adult actress floor and on that floor there's um People, I guess, who are like the higher talent, on-screen talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, what they're saying about that floor is it's a space of dreams where you can become friends with famous adult film stars while drinking in the Sion bar. And then the fourth floor, which is the final floor, is the silent bar. And here there are SOD actresses uh, in swimwear and they mix drinks for the customers. And they're behind a one-way mirror. And whatever you do behind that mirror is on you. And yeah, it's called Sodland. Check it out, Tokyo. That, listen, these motherfuckers are ahead of their fucking time. Like they're like you said, extra as fuck. Because it doesn't even make any go- it doesn't make any goddamn sense, bro. Uh wow. A porn, Open up in two days. A porn amusement park. Wow. You know, hey, I'm surprised it hasn't been done by now. But the funny thing is, is like, so you're still doing this in the era of COVID. This sounds like a breeding ground for STDs. And like, you're going to walk out of here with a little bit of every type of virus we have. <laughs> a cocktail Bro, you want to know what the entrance fee is? What is? What is it? Well, it goes by minutes. So it's $4.70 for 30 minutes. $4.70 American. American. It's 500 yen, which is. Four dollars seventy cents per thirty minutes, but you go in there, you forget yourself and shit. Next thing you know, you come out fucking with like you know a fucking five hundred dollar bill and you fucking gassed out and you're soaked. Oh, how many people are going to be going to this thing on their lunch break to get a quick nut? Like this is just this is brilliant to me, bro. No, it's a great idea, but it's just like, a could you imagine being the person, the janitor who has to clean up at the end of every night in that place? God, can you only imagine? Oh my, the amount of cum, the amount of cum and the regret, ma- the amount of bodily fluids that you were going to run into in this place is is a hazard in of itself. And like I said, we're still in COVID times. Like those janitors, they're probably going to be the most, the highest paid janitors in the world. They have to be at that point. Like you have to go in with a full fucking suit on to fuck uh, to to protect yourself a hazmat suit to protect yourself from everything that you're going to be running into bro that's fuck and then can you imagine walking minding your own business you're going through this place you're looking around and bam you get hit in the face with a random cum shot i'm sure it's going to oh, happen that's to somebody disgusting, bro <laughs> <laughs> but and they also noted they cuz they want people to know they are going to be safe uh-huh. so all customers are going to be required to have their temperature checked before entering and, and to wear masks while on the premises are they going to be required so to, to wear know. condoms while they're whacking off though that's the question no okay. that that is not necessary <laughs> The mouth has to be strapped, not the cock. <laughs> well, COVID is technically can also be transmitted through sex as well. So, I mean, I'm just saying. I don't know, bro, but this is really kind of fucking interesting. And the amount of motherfuckers that get in trouble with their wives, because like you said, you know, mad people are going to be like, oh, I'm going on an extended lunch break. Uh-huh. I'm going to just hop over here real quick for like an hour or two. And then next thing you know, someone's going to get busted. Bro- their wife is going to catch them. Stop. I know I probably should not be giving this information, but this is MBK. I probably need to come up with an alias, a separate alias for this, just in case if this ever blows up all the fucking way up. But listen, so, you know, I work in the finance industry, right? I'm back work. I'm back working, yes. unfortunately, for the finance industry. I no longer work for myself. Fucking COVID took that away from me. But um, so are you trying to work here now? No. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the uh, so. This dude's account, like he calls in. He's like, I got my 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 card isn't working. I want to know what's going on. Um, so I, I I pull up this dude's account, this his his investment account, uh, because the way that it works is that you can use certain investment accounts you can almost use as a checking account because you can you can we give a debit card to it and XYZ, but nonetheless, um, it's kind of it's kind of fucked up really when you think about it, but nonetheless, I digress. 
Um, so this dude has four pages of OnlyFans charges, bro. What? Four just all, all the whole first four pages of his transaction list, all fucking OnlyFans charges. It got escalated up to me. You know, I'm a, I'm a manager, so it got escalated up to me uh, because he was he was looking to get some some something waived to see what he can do. So I get on the phone with something him. Something waived. So I get on the phone with him. He's like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. He said, I only asked for this to be escalated because I really want to know if there's any way to keep this from showing as OnlyFans charges. So he made a whole fuss. Everybody else he talked to was just like, no, get me a manager. Get me a manager. The real reason is because he just wanted to, to talk to somebody who's higher up to see what we could do. So I'm on the phone. He's like, he's like, my wife checks the account on the first of every month. So this was a couple of weeks ago before. Shouldn't you have thought of that first? On the first, just on the first. I guess that's when they maybe they do their finances or whatever on the first of every month and plan it for the month ahead. And he's like, I cannot have her seeing this. And I'm just like, sir, there's nothing we can fucking do. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing we can do. It'll be illegal as shit to change your transaction. Do you know how much fucking trouble we can get into if we try to do this? You should have been like, bro, you might as well keep going in because one or 20 is not going to make a difference. So then at this point, we're, we're going, he's like, all right, well, how much of it, how much of these charges are actually only from OnlyFans? In less than 30 days, this motherfucker spent $3,000 on OnlyFans charges. Three thousand dollars? What what could possibly thousand dollars on OnlyFans? So he's freaking out. Are you able to see who the OnlyFans people are? No, like who no, the, the user is and so he's like, This may end my marriage. You have to do something for me. He's doing the whole trying to plead to a man thing. I'm like, I think he's lying. Listen, there's nothing I can fucking do for you at all. There's nothing I can do at all. <laughs> so you know, he gets off the phone. He's pissed off eventually, whatever. Two days ago, one of my employees gets the call from the wife. Ooh. She took all the money out of the account and she is leaving. She called in and basically, and she was like, because we have a we have a, a team chat. So I was like, you can't believe what the fuck happened or whatever. So she, so another employee got, got a call and she's like, she puts in the group chat like, hey, didn't you get a call? Didn't you get an escalation about... OnlyFans, she was like, I think I got that account again. It's his actual wife now. She asked all types of questions like, All right, dude, does he has to be notified before I withdraw the money? She took the rest of the money out of the account. She's like, and she's like, she's on the phone, like, fuck his ass. I can't believe. Can you believe this motherfucker spent this much money on Only? Bro, the shit is fuck. I love working in finances for stories like this, bro. $3,000 on OnlyFans charges. Those motherfuckers better have been popping through the screen and giving him blowjobs. While he was on his way to work, because there's no fucking way, bro. There's no fucking look. I don't even really watch porn as an adult because I'd rather just fuck bitches. It like it's, it's, it's like I, it just doesn't do anything for me. I can't imagine as much free porn as out that's out here nowadays to go Why? and to spend three thousand dollars on porn, knowing your wife checks the account. You can't get a side account. You can't get a prepaid debit card. Like what the fuck are you doing, man? It's crazy, bro. I can't just oh my three thousand dollars. I'm trying to know whose fucking OnlyFans is that? Someone done someone someone got their fucking rent paid because it is dude. <laughs> Damn, bro, three thousand is absolutely nuts. But you know, I think I'm gonna. I had something to say, but I think I'm gonna hold it back because this alone could be a topic for another day. Just of crazy shit we we've had, you know, while working. But just to tell you real quick, when I was um actually I was just I was twenty, just turning twenty one for a couple of years. I was working for a company. Um, I, can, I guess I could say the name because they're out of business now. It's a company called iBill. Basically, what they do is they're an online payment processing company. Mm -hmm. So kind of like how you have PayPal, but this is before PayPal was as big. We're talking 2003-ish, uh, 2002, 2003-ish. So we, we process payments online for subscription-based websites. So obviously, like fucking 99% of internet is porn. So... Majority of the the websites we we handled were porn sites, and I was you know part of like you know the the upper division. So if a customer would call and say, "Hey, I need um my password's not working," for example, because not only we do the payment process and we also did the customer service. It was like a package they could per you know the the owners of the website could purchase. So and I the shift I worked was five in the afternoon to one thirty in the morning. So you can only imagine. 
the calls we were getting like after 10 o'clock talking about like all kinds of shit like we had guys calling like yo i'm trying to jack my shit the site's not working all kinds of fucking crazy shit we had wives calling like oh what is this um what is this um um college boys or college dudes for you well i don't understand what this is and i'm like well somebody went on a, on a homosexual website from your home i'm not saying it was you but this is the ip address so i uh, like crazy shit yo crazy i heard this one lady just yelling at her husband in the background like i think the guy's name was gregory like gregory you done did what Da-da-da. and they're just arguing like i heard all kinds but i'll save it Maybe we'll talk about this one because I'm sure you got more stories than that oh, too. Oh yeah, definitely. We could definitely do an episode on that. That'll be a fun episode to do work horror stories. But uh, maybe that we'll drop that episode around like Halloween. That'll be a good a good thing to do around whatever we do for that for MBK. Um, but all right, I know we started we so it's we we didn't kick it off with sports, but we got to get into sports. So the NBA Finals, Lakers are one game away from LeBron James securing his fourth title in ten tries. Um, and I don't know about you, bro. I know you kind of go in and out of being on Twitter uh, more more or not. But the amount of LeBron fans who are now like saying, oh, Michael Jordan never really beat anybody in, in, in the finals. So it doesn't matter. Uh, LeBron's legacy is more secure than his. It's just LeBron sexual. LeBron sexuals go like they go so hard to try to make LeBron's legacy be up there with the goat. But let's let's talk about the playoffs first. Heat won one game uh, so far. Uh, it took Jimmy Butler to get a triple double and score forty points for them to do that. Uh, he wasn't able to to follow it up in Game Four, and the Lakers end up going up three one. But uh, what do you think of the these finals and everything that's happened since? And do, do the Miami Heat have a fucking chance to even push it to six games? I mean, everything that is happening, I so you know, I sort of predicted when we talked about this. I I said he's going to go five or six games. I said AD is going to be you know break out and you know career wise, Jimmy Butler is going to play strong. But you know, it, it, no matter what, he can't do it. Now, if they would have won, if they would have won Game Four, things could have got interesting. You know, mm-hmm. things could have got interesting. But they had multiple opportunities to win that game, and they did not. And now they find themselves in three one and three one against LeBron James, the best basketball player currently. You're not gonna. You're not. They're not winning this. Whether it's one or two games, the series is done. It's just a matter of time and when. So, I still give Heat props because I mean, most people didn't even give them a chance to win one game. And if you don't look at the final score, you watch the games. They they're were in, in a lot of these yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, they're in the games. But here's what I want to talk about. I don't give a fuck about Game Four. I don't give a fuck about who won any of the games. Here's the one thing I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of shit for being a LeBron hater. Mm-hmm. But my dude, LeBron James, always, always, always has my fucking back. And he had my back at the end of game three when that bitch ass motherfucker walked off the court when there was still seconds left. I don't give a fuck if he thought there was time left because damn well there was, he damn well knew there was not time, there, there was fucking time left. Yeah. That was just a bitch ass move. And this is not the first time LeBron James has done that. Show me one time Michael Jordan pulls stunts like that. He See, might talk shit to you. And and the fact that people try to excuse it just lets you know how weak minded like people it's just like people nowadays who like root for their, their team to to play against the weaker team the weakest team possible in the finals. And it's like, no, you should want your team to beat the best in the finals so that way nobody can talk shit about about your team winning the championship. Like, this is just... Go- LeBron's fans are some of the most mentally weak people, just like LeBron is, generally. That's my opinion on LeBron. The fact that he walked off with that much time left, if KD would have done that, and that's always what that's I compare cr- it to, because people try to crucify KD, and, and justifiably, KD is a weak-minded person. I'm, I'm not saying he's fragile as well. But people... Try to try to crucify KD for every fucking decision he makes. LeBron makes some of the same fucking decisions, and people just act like, "Well, the game was over. What do you want him to do? Stay out there?" No, like you said, that's a bitch move. That's what that was to me. It was a bitch move. Yeah, I get it. He's pissed off, frustrated, they lost the game. But yo, you're supposed to be the fucking face of this freaking sport, especially at a time like this when a lot of although, and that's another thing I'm gonna get into in a second. But you're supposed to be the face of this sport. You're supposed to be the leader of the sport, and that's how you. That's the example you're setting for the younger guys. That's the example you're you're setting for viewers that are watching. And while we're on the subject of viewers, let's talk about how this is the fucking worst watched NBA in the his, NBA Finals in the history. Game uh game one was the lowest game one 
lowest NBA Finals opener in the history of basketball. And this, yeah. right, and this this um, series so far is the lowest view uh, rating-wise. Now, I do think there's two parts to that. I think one, because some people probably, like you said, don't give a fuck because this season hasn't been like most seasons because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I do think the second reason, as much as people are going to be like, no, is because of all the political shit that has gone on a lot of, I mean, there's people at my job. They're like, I'm not watching the NBA. I'm not watching this season because all the political shit that went on, you know, personally, I don't give a fuck. Whatever people can say, send up for whatever they want. I don't give a fuck, but there's a lot of people that are not watching because of that. Definitely. Definitely. And and, you know, people that that's that whole shut up and play mentality that some people have. They had it when Kaepernick was kneeling. Um, Some people don't like sports and their politics to mix. But my thing is, is that when you have larger than life stars and you have people who are a league that's mainly black, you're going to get that. People are tired of it. People are fed up. And it's not just even the black players. Like, look at look at the jerseys. Now that people are able to have the sayings on the jerseys, those Black Lives Matters sayings were all over people's jerseys. Black, white, European, all that shit. People are tired. People are tired of the division. Um, and this is a, a byproduct, in my opinion, of Trump being in office. The, the division is at its all-time high. But without getting too political on that, um, I also think the fact that the matchup, people just thought the Lakers were going to run with this, run away with this, and you had the right to think that. Um, I think the playoffs in the bubble were very competitive. Like, the playoffs were all great. Like, I, I enjoyed the playoff run and even most of the bubble play, to be honest with you. But this final is just, I don't know, it's just something about it. And it's not even me being a LeBron hater because I enjoy, LeBron usually puts on a show in the finals. I enjoy seeing that. AD, this has been his coming out party. If he can maintain this and take this and turn this into the rest of his career, if he just needed the taste of being on a on a competitive team and, and competing for a title and he's going to get that now and just always be after that, it's going to be a better AD. It's going to be a better league in the long run forward. But I think just just when you combine everything that's going on it just people right now, just basketball, especially in the series that people just expect the Lakers to run away with, just seems minuscule compared to everything else that's going on. We got presidential debates that are being hyped like heavyweight fights. We have the president getting COVID. We got so much going on. Supreme Court justice. People are really paying attention to politics at an all time high. I have my 12 year old daughter watch the debate with me and asked to watch it with me last night. So I, I, I just think at this point in time, like, Sports is just kind of taking a back burner for the first time. Yeah, it's true. And and also, like, now more than ever, there's so many different options. Mm-hmm. Options of what to watch, television shows, sports, like you said, politics, documentaries. I mean, there's a million different things to not only watch on television, but podcasts. And mm-hmm. there's just a million different things that one can do for entertainment. So, you know, but I, I still think... um. I'm not going to say the NBA is going to die or anything like no, that. The definitely. NBA will always be the NBA. You know, yeah, they, there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on right now, but they'll be fine. You know, they'll be fine. When all this is said and done, they'll still be fine. I mean, and look at it like this way, too. Every major sport is playing at the same time for the first time ever because everything got pushed right. back to COVID. So now you have more options because as of right now, in normal times, we'd be gearing up for the start of the new NBA season. And everything else would be kind of winding down, football being in the middle of whatever. But we got everything going on at the same time. We got MLB going on. We got uh, football going on. Soccer's going on for the people who watch football. And then we got basketball going on as well in a, in a boring series. So it just it makes sense. Absolutely. Now, there is um, – I don't know if you have anything other sports-related, but there is one other thing I want to ask you about because um, for, for those who don't know, I'm a huge um, you know, uh, combat sports fan, uh, specifically MMA. I do a podcast called KHD. I'm going to do that, um, that cheap plug right there. Um, but I want to get your take because I know, you know you, you've you been into boxing as well, a little bit of MMA as well. Conor McGregor and uh, uh, Manny Pacquiao are trying to set up a match, which probably is going to happen in 2021. Just wanted to get your take on that. Um, I think that I think it's going to be a good fight. I think, I, and people said this when the Mayweather fight happened. Was is it been two years at this point since that's happened? Um, I think it was 2017. If I'm oh, not damn, mistaken, it's even been longer than that. I could be wrong. Oh uh, no, you 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 know what? No, because I've been in Columbus. I've been living in Columbus now for four years. That fight happened before I moved to Columbus. So Really? So it was yeah. over four years ago? Yeah, I believe so. Let's see. Bear with me. I oh, know this happened August 2017. 
So I must have went back okay. to St. Louis to watch it because I watched it in St. Louis. I must have went back to watch it with family. All right, so yeah, we're right at three years, basically a little over three years since that fight happened. Um, but people were saying it then that once McGregor gets a taste of what a boxing purse looks like, he may not. He may have not gone back to MMA. Now he did. He lost. But boxing purses are going to be so much bigger than what MMA. And MMA is a huge sport. Um, and so. And it seemed like even towards the end that McGregor's heart may have not been in MMA. Maybe that's why he he lost his last two fights, right? No. Um. What do you mean before he fought Mayweather? No, no, just his last two fights in MMA overall. He lost. He no, lost. he won his he he won his last fight. McGregor did. Yeah, he what fought he um lost? Cowboy Donald Cerrone. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but. M- the the thing is is that and I and Pacquiao as much as people call him like the old man or whatever Pacquiao's been having some good boxing matches this latter half of his career and mm-hmm. McGregor this is not going to be easy for McGregor I'm telling you right now because he ran out of gas I, boxing training and MMA training are two complete boxing is for the long hunt, long haul MMA is almost get that motherfucker knocked out as quick as you can um so I don't know it'll be good I but I'm going to be in, I'm more interested to see like is McGregor going to try to be the two sport athlete the two combat sport athlete where maybe he does boxing for 2020 and 2021 2022 he goes back to mma for a fight or whatever he bounces back and forth because i'd love to see it what do you think about it i don't think he'll ever be a true two sport fan like a Deion sanders or bo jackson or yeah. something like that uh, but i think he will always go back to that one-off simply and purely for the pay you know, he t- he had to go to he's been in MMA for so long and he had to go over to the boxing arena to get that that ninety nine million hundred million dollar payday. And that's all this is. All this is a cash grab. Now, Mayweather is not he's not sick of um, MMA. He still loves MMA with a passion. The problem is, is he's having a lot of issues with the president of, of UFC Dana Which White. A lot of people like, are nowadays, by the way. Like, yeah. And it's not even about the pay because he he's very satisfied with his pay. But. Mayweather looks at it as a business, which it is. So for 2020, he wanted to have what he calls his season. He refers to it as a season. His season is comprised of three to four matches per year. Mm -hmm. So what he wanted to do was Cerrone was supposed to be his first match. He was supposed to fight a guy named Diego Sanchez. I'm not sure if you know who that is. And then eventually it would culminate, his quote-unquote season would culminate with the rematch everybody wants to see, which is Khabib versus McGregor, which till this day is the highest gross in UFC pay-per-view ever, 1.7 million buys. But they had so many issues, and Dana White kept on pushing off and saying, I want it on this day, this day. So he was like, you know what? Never mind. And then like a week later, he announced him and Packer are going to have a fight. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, now it just came out that um, he was saying he's going to have a charity fight with another fighter named Dustin Poirier, who's also very popular. And uh, they weren't going to fight in UFC. They were going to do a charity event. And Conor McGregor was going to put up 500000 of his own money for charity. UFC called one of this. was like, yeah, 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 hold up. We'll give you this fight. So as of right now, Conor McGregor has agreed to the fight. He said as long as the fight is in 2020, he agrees. And they're waiting to hear from Poirier's side, which I know he's going to agree because it's going to be a big cash fight. Mm-hmm. So Conor McGregor will fight at least one more time before we see him against um, Pacquiao. It'll be sometime in November, December against Dustin Poirier. Makes sense. Makes sense. I, I think um, I, I'm excited for it. Like, and there's also talks about Mayweather and uh, McGregor, too, happening. Uh, Mayweather Let me ask you talks this. about it. So, huh? Let me ask you this real quick, because there's a lot of people, because like in our uh, in our uh, Facebook group, our Cage Theory uh, podcast group, we were asking predictions on what people thought would happen. And I think everybody is obvious that uh, McGregor is going to uh, lose. Yeah. However, there are some people saying, which I think this is so fucking crazy, that Pacquiao is going to win in the is going to knock him out in the first round. No. The reason why Pacquiao is not going to knock him out in the first round is because even if it was me, he would knock me out in the first round because that's just bad business. Yeah. I strongly believe Mayweather could have knocked out Pac- um, knocked out uh, McGregor whenever he wanted to. But he 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 held him for, what, 10 rounds, something? Yeah. But what are your thoughts? Do you think we see an early finish? I'm thinking it's going at least eight or more. It's not going to go early. It's not going to go early finish. Like you said, it just doesn't make any sense for the for the person. It's not it's not going to go early. Um, to your point, though, to saying that Mayweather could have probably knocked out McGregor whenever he wanted to, what I will say, and, and people often forget this because it was brief, 
There was a stretch, I believe, don't get, it was in either the second or the third round where where McGregor gave it to Mayweather for yeah. a nice little exchange. And it was like, okay, okay. Um, so if he's McGregor if he, won a couple rounds in that match. Oh no, he's yeah, he won a couple rounds, but I'm talking about it was a specific stretch I remember watching. And because I was watching with my friend Henry. And he's a huge uh, Mayweather fan. Like, he thinks Mayweather is, like, the second coming of Jesus. Um, and I was just looking at him while it, this stretch was going on. And he he was he was looking like, what? I didn't expect this. Like, I, so I just remember, like, I think if, if McGregor was ever to focus on just boxing, he'd be a solid boxer. I'm not going to say he'd be one of the greatest or anything. He'd be a solid boxer. Um, he's never going to be at the level of boxing that he was in MMA. That's just not going to happen. But I don't think he's going to get knocked out. I did. Even if even if Pacquiao was aiming to to try to knock him out in the first round, I don't think I just give McGregor too much credit as a fighter for him to be knocked out in the first round. Yeah, like um, for those who haven't seen his documentary called Notorious, it's, it's fascinating. I, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a Conor McGregor fan. My my relationship with Conor McGregor is very um, love hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I stepped away from MMA for. Maybe over a year, and I kept on hearing about this guy that keeps talking shit to everybody, Conor McGregor, and Conor McGregor is what pulled me back in UFC. Yeah. And then I, I didn't like him, and then I liked him, and it depends on who he's fighting, whether I like him or not. But he's great for the sport, and um, yeah. So just to, that that last thing, he, there's no way he's gonna get knocked out in the first round or or anything in the first five because if you do that, you have now killed his stock, and he will never be able to have another boxing match ever because it'll never seem legit. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else we got, bro? Um, what have we not talked about? How about entertainment? Your girl Nicki Minaj just got a baby. You know that? I don't give a fuck about Nicki Minaj nor her baby. I just don't care. I don't what else care. we got? We- um, I don't really got much entertainment. This not uh, much Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. I don't know if you ever watched Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. They yeah, just they had their thirty year yeah. uh, anniversary. Anniversary coming up. Uh, there's there's a lot of like, damn, they just announced something. Uh, kind of how like Netflix did Fuller House. There's another show that's coming back and having a a reboot slash sequel series and i just can't remember what the fuck it is off the top yeah and i heard something is coming back but it's gonna be a little it's gonna be more darker than the original and i'm trying to do you do you know what i'm talking about i know there's a knight rider reboot in the works too um oh that's interesting yeah that's they already had one yeah they had the reboot was terrible but i i like the original knight rider i'll be interested to see what they what they're going to do with that let's talk about this in entertainment I know where this is maybe a topic that we're pillaging for, from the film frequency, but fuck it, let's talk about it. Um, Disney, who had who released Mulan straight to streaming on Disney Plus for thirty dollars on top of a subscription, you had to be a subscriber. It's been a huge like backlash now because now Mulan is available on Google Plus, Amazon, Hulu, Roku, a couple of places, all for the same thirty dollars. But the catch is, is that if you pay for it on those other platforms, you actually own it digitally rather than it was a $30 rental on Disney Plus. What do you think about Disney making that move and how stupid is that? That's not stupid. Why is that a stupid move? Bro, like, so so you're saying the people who subscribe to your streaming service have to pay the same amount that people who aren't subscribed and they don't own it? That's a bad move, bro. It's not a bad move to make it available everywhere for the same so price. So you're saying their subscribers are going to get tight? Huh? Yeah, the subscribers, yeah, the subscribers are blown. So if you, so, Disney Plus is already eighty four dollars a year. That's the, that's the price. So to throw in yeah, the thirty dollars to just rent a movie for three days and then you don't have access to it, whereas you can go on Apple, you can go on your Google Store, you can buy it for thirty dollars, own it forever. You would think that you your subscribers. Oh, Disney doesn't have that option. No, that's what I'm saying. Disney oh, Plus does not have that option to own. Right, it. right, right. You're just you're just that's renting it for stupid. three days. That's it's, it's incredibly stupid. And it's bad faith for the people who actually subscribe. Disney Plus is already hurting for exclusives. That's one of the biggest things that's that's after The Mandalorian, after like a couple of like Lady and the Tramp, just a couple of nothing, no marquee exclusives for that, for your platform to be hurting for. It's not like Netflix who has new exclusives every fucking week to say, OK, you can rent this, but then to give it away for people who aren't subscribed to own it. That's that's an issue. Now, here's here's how it had done. First of all, I, I thought you were asking me more rent versus rent versus own. To me, it doesn't matter. They might as well own it because yeah. it looks better in the customer's eyes. They own it, even though it doesn't really fucking matter to me. Yeah. What they should have done was they should have either left the non-subscribers at 30 
and the subscribers are like 25 or, or 22 or something, or keep the subscribers at 30 and for the non-subscribers, make it like 35. There has to be, because now as a Disney um, person, a Disney plus person, I'm like, well, what's the purpose of me having this? Yeah. Like, where's my value here? So they, you know, they did, I guess they didn't show value there. So yeah, that was kind of a fuck up. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just stupid. I don't, I don't know how their marketing person or whoever. Okay. That thought that that was, that would be a good idea to say you're subscribed to Disney plus you can rent this for three days for 30 versus you're not a subscriber. You can go to another platform and buy it for $30. Like, come on, man, we got to do, that's just bad. That doesn't make any sense. But, um, I'm curious to know what the splits are. Like, if someone buys something on Hulu, how much does Disney make off of that? That's true. They are making a a, a lesser amount on it, which makes it even crazier. Because you would think you'd want to give the best deal to your subscribers who you're already getting. You're getting 100% of their subscription to you. You're getting 100% of whatever they buy from that streaming service. So why not give it to them for less? Because if you're only making, let's say, off that $30, that if you purchase it on Google Play, you're getting, let's say they're getting $20. Let's say a third of that goes to Google Play or whatever. So why not be able to give it to that that same thing for your subscribers at $20? You're making the same $20 either way. But maybe we're looking at it because to rent it is $30 on Disney Plus, right? Yeah, to rent it. Maybe we're looking at renting versus owning too heavily because let's be honest, you could fucking rent something and, and still record. There's different, multiple ways to record a, 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 a video. So you could rent it for three days, but still own it forever illegally. Technically, not with Disney Plus, bro. What do you mean, not with Disney Plus? So the way the Disney Plus. So for example, I you know I have OBS on my computer. If I bring right. up Disney Plus on my on my browser or whatever, and then try to screen grab it to OBS, Disney Plus has their shit going on where it won't even show up. Mm. In OBS. Oh, it like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Okay, it like scrambles it or some yeah. shit. So I gotcha. Yeah, the motherfuckers are smart. Disney don't fuck around, yo. I remember one time, um, last year I want to say I read an article. I, I think you and I might have talked about it. It's not on air, but um, they sued an elementary school because the elementary school was trying to raise money for some kind of fundraiser. It's a, it's like a third grade class, and they sold tickets like a dollar for each student, mm-hmm. and they played Lion King, and they sued them because they unlawfully played Lion King, you know, like, you know, you're not supposed to reproduce or whatever. Mm. And they actually sued a bunch of like fucking seven year olds. <laughs> Disney doesn't play. Uh, it's just like when one time there was a, um, there was like a trailer that was released early or something. And somehow, you know, it happens and everything gets pulled down or whatever. Right. But I've never seen it happen in this way that let's say me and you were doing a live reaction to the trailer on, on our, our YouTube streams or whatever. If let's say we were doing a screen grab, where it was me, you on the screen, and then we had like the Disney trailer playing in like the corner or whatever, they coded it somehow to where it went in and grabbed that off of every stream, but the video stayed up. So like if me and you had a YouTube video, it stayed up. It was like the in, one of in games early trailers or maybe something from like D twenty three or something. So like there were all these like reaction videos of people reacting to something where the trailer was supposed to be showing in the background in the in the corner, and somehow they just were able to scramble just that part of the video. What the hell? <laughs> Disney snipers aren't no joke, bro. <laughs> Yo, Disney Disney could probably come up with a freaking cure for freaking COVID, but they're figuring out how to fucking try <laughs> yeah. to scramble their videos so it don't get pirated. They're like, fuck coronavirus. We're just trying to get paid. <laughs> we just want our money. We want our streams. You got to go to our channel to watch this shit. Oh, man, bro. I really don't have nothing else. Oh, yeah, I was going to bring that up, but I think the nature of this podcast, I really don't want to talk about it because I know you've probably seen it. The guy who um and then we're going to get into the the VP debate so we do have one last topic but the guy who And also the main topic we posted about living together oh, before yeah, yeah, marriage. Oh yeah 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 yeah. The guy who he didn't want the cops to break the car the the window to his car where his kid was locked in the car and the kid died. No, I didn't hear about that. Bro. How fucking vain do you have to be to where you're more concerned with the window of your car, the cops breaking in the window of your car to save your fucking kid, that you rather them try to pop the lock, took too long, the kid died. You know who's wrong in that case? The cops, because they should have said, fuck you. 
At some point, you have to say, fuck you and fuck your car. And our duty here is to protect because isn't that what they're supposed to do? Serve and protect. So at some point, you have to break the thing. Now, what that makes me wonder is there's no way this guy can be that fucking stupid. I'm trying to figure out, is he hiding something in that car or like that he don't want the cops to go in or some shit? Because, I mean, seriously, I don't give a fuck if if that's my son or a stranger. I'll be like fucking break the fucking window. It's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars versus a life. It's a law in most states to where if me and you are walking, just let's say you're walking past a car and you see a dog in the car that can't breathe or whatever, it's too hot for the dog, you can legally break that car's window without getting any repercussion for a dog. So you mean to tell me these people didn't do it for a kid? It just, it has to be some more to the story. It has to be more to it because it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, something really confusing here because cops have a device, which I've seen the device. And if you've ever been locked out of your car, locksmiths have this device that just goes in the keyhole. Well, then again, not a lot of cars these days don't even have fucking keyholes. Exactly. Yeah. No, but there's other things too, where they can, there's this thing they slip through in between the glass and they like, they, they kind of pump it and it it gives a little space and then they can like, kind of like Jimmy it. I find it very strange. This story, I got to look into the story because that's fucking, where did this happen? So a Las Vegas dad was was arrested after he refused to break the window of his new car to save his dying toddler authority said. Sidney Dill, 27, flagged down officers after he left his one-year-old daughter in a hot car Monday afternoon with the keys inside, the Las Vegas Sun Sun reported. The officers offered to break the window to the the car, call a tow truck, and get a locksmith, but Dill declined and asked to call his brothers, police said. After several minutes, the officers smashed the window and pulled the unresponsive girl who died at the scene. See, like I said, if I... if First of all, you in Vegas... You know how hot that place is? My thing is, is like, as a cop, it shouldn't have been no ass. Do you want us to break the window? Break the fucking break window. Break that motherfucker. Break the fucking window and then break his fucking face. Like, seriously. Like, it, bro, like, as a father, that shit does not make any fucking sense to me. Like, you you, you cherish a fucking car more than you do your fucking daughter's life. Like, it, I wouldn't even have to call the fucking cops. My first thing would be if my if my kid is locked in the car, it's hot. Shit yourself. And, and my keys, I'm I'm breaking it. I'm taking my shirt off. I'm putting it over it. I'm elbowing the shit out of the glass until I get it open. And I'm getting my fucking kid out. There's no question about it. He committed murder and he's going to get off with it. That's how I look at it because... If if the if he the cops didn't show up, he's going to jail for negligence. Yeah. And the only the reason why he's going to get off now is because those idiotic cops allowed him. They allowed this to go on. And so, by the way, I don't care how old uh, how, uh, how old the child is. No one goes is in a car and dies one minute later. Yeah. That child would have had to have been be in there for in there for, a, for a while, a long yeah. extended time. Now whether the cops were there versus the length of that time or not. We don't know that part, but definitely she was in there for a long time. So that just for that fact, I'm sure some signs, some scientists can, or whatever doctor can figure out how long a person has to be in whatever heat that was before they can die. Oh, yeah. They'll and do it all once they can prove that they need to send his ass to fucking jail yeah. and take away any other kids that he may have. Definitely. Definitely. All right, bro. What else? We got two more topics. What's the What's the main topic that we're talking about today? That you teased? So the main topic. Um, I, I was by my in laws uh, a couple of days ago, and we were just talking about guys and girls sort of moving in together. So for those who don't know, I was born in New York, but my 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 background is I'm Guyanese, which is in the Caribbean, and uh, much like a lot of other Caribbean places, they're a lot of they're really traditional. And for a guy and a girl, the old school, the 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 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds. It was unheard of for a man and a woman to move in together and before marriage. Nowadays, not so much. So we were kind of having that discussion. I thought it'd be a cool topic to bring up. And um, we had a shit ton of people respond to it. And um, it looks like the majority of the people were really on the side of it's okay to move in together, mainly because which sides with my belief as well, because in this day and age, you don't really know someone until you had a chance to live with them, wake up with them. And kind of see how they are. You know, you see more and more divorces all the time. And I think a lot of these people don't have an opportunity to live with someone for an extended period to see what they are like. They only get the good parts out of them. And there was also a study. I don't have the exact numbers, but there was a study showing people who have lived together 
for an extended period of time, the relationship has lasted longer versus not living together. My wife and I personally, we lived together for, she's going to kill me because I don't remember, but I would say maybe a year or two before, maybe a year and a half before we got married. And um, by the time we got married, I knew the ins and outs of her. She knew the ins and outs of me. And if at that point we were like, hey, you know, you're not the one for me, yada, 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 we would have never gotten married, but we had a chance. What are your thoughts? I think it's different strokes for different folks. Um, for some people, it does work to wait um, because if you don't live with anyone, it, it allows you time to to handle your finances on your own, to, to, to be better and more independent on your own. So when you guys come together, you're you're more prepared for that. But I also understand the, the, the point of knowing what the fuck you're getting yourself into, because I like even if you don't live together, you would almost have to, in my mind, do the thing where you're spending a whole week staying at each other's house to know what that in and out is like. I just can't imagine going from not living at all together, just doing maybe overnights once in a while to living together. It, it has to be some type of transition between the two, because I just in this day and age, I can't I can't picture that on top of everything else like. Um, <clears throat> hell, we live in a day and age where people basically do everything but get married. Like they're basically married for mm. ten years before they get married. So, I mean, I I don't think it one one way is right, one way is wrong. I think you have to know what's uh, what's good for you and your relationship and talk about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, especially if, if for a place like like New York, you motherfuckers have to live. There. You're gonna have roommates either way. You might as well live with the fucking yeah. person you're with. <laughs> like- we gonna move in not because I love you, but because I need someone to help me with having this rent. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, and I saw some of the responses, and like I said, it's not one of those things where I think people are attacking it from the standpoint of like, no, this is right, this is wrong, and yeah, like I said, it's just different strokes for different people. Because for example, like me now at this point, I'm a fucking thirty-three year old single man with four kids. I, I'm not just going to have somebody move in. We're going to have to have some type of plan together be- before I move in with anybody else in the future. So I, I, I can understand it. It just depends. Yeah, and I, I think you put it perfectly. I don't think this is a right or wrong thing. I think it's just a preference thing. Uh, either way you go, I, I won't have an issue with it. Now, before we move on, I do want to ask you because I was asked, you know, if I have a daughter, how would I would feel about it? And I would be highly fucking pissed. And I'd be looking to break a motherfucker's neck. If my daughter's like, oh, dad, I'm going to live with him. But I think it all comes down to is, okay, well, how long have you known him? If it's some guy you met three months ago, then like, no. No. Yeah, But if it's some guy you've been dating for years, then, okay, this is the next step into possibly a marriage. So that I understand. But then there's some people that are like, oh, yeah, I met him two months ago. We're about to move in together. Like, what? No, no. You have two daughters. That's the weird shit to me is the people who, like, meet and then, like, like they're they're dating for like three weeks and then they're starting to talk about moving in and the next thing you know somebody's like hell no there's no fucking way in hell bro even as a man it's not even about a safety thing for me there's no way in hell i want to live with somebody that i've only known for a few months and if my daughters ask me that shit it's i'm you're getting out the wheel you get you you do that shit if you want to you're getting cut the fuck off uh no it's not happening bro what if they were we're dating a dude for you know Two years, you've met the guy and et cetera. Oh, then, I mean, at that depending on their age, right? Because if they've been dating, high school dating for two years, and then they're 19, and they're like, oh, we're going to move out and get our first place together. Fuck no. But if you're like- <laughs> You're going to move out and stay out. Exactly. If you're like if you're like 22, I say 22, 23, and you guys have been serious for a couple of years, that's the, that I could start seeing in that in that time frame. How I mean, by 22, cool. 23, for me, I had three kids already. So, like- <laughs> Now, um, off of that topic, because I think we we, we, we spoke about that, yeah. kind of something about the same energy. I'm going to say something very cryptically. Okay. And I want you, because you, you have put me on the spot many a times okay. in our podcasting career together. So I'm going to sort of do that to you. I'm going to say something cryptic to you. And you can either choose to say, let's continue moving forward or speak on it. Okay. You have something happening at the time of this recording, something happening tomorrow. I'm putting your ass on the spot. Do you want to talk about it or not? <laughs> uh, let's wait and talk Do about it. Do for downloads. After. Let's talk about it after the fact. Let's. Can you preface? You're a motherfucker who loves to preface every fucking thing. Uh-huh. Can you give us a taste? <laughs> an appetizer? <laughs> an hors d'oeuvre? Uh, a little bit of, just a little bit of tea. There's going to be some pretty feet in my life tomorrow. That's all I'm going to say. 
don't believe that. How you went about that? Huh? How you went about that? <laughs> that's, 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 that's true to me. It's true to me. There you go. You, you got some tea included with feet. There you go. <laughs> tune in for next. Tune tea in for next week to hear what that's about. <laughs> yeah. But uh, VP debate. Let's just end it. General general talk. I, I did a whole live stream after it. Uh, but I think especially because we talked about you know we're we're a podcast. We talk about and everything. Who, who was in the VP debate? Huh? Set the table. Who was in the VP debate? Pence, Kamala Harris, and a fly. The fly yes. I think was the star of that debate. Um, Absolutely. Uh, bro, like, I don't know if you saw the video I posted where I was legit sitting on the couch and I got my phone immediately out and ran up to the TV and like zoomed in. It was like, is this a motherfucking fly on this fucker's head? Like, and he had that red eye. I said he was turning into a zombie live on TV. I think that's what it is. He was legit turning into the walking dead live on TV. But in all seriousness, bro, what I think everyone whipped out their camera phones. What did you think about that debate? Uh, very different in tone from the, from the, the Trump Biden debate. Uh, who do you think came out looking better? Who do you think actually stuck to the facts? What do you think about it? I think this went way better than the presidential debate. Mm-hmm. I think uh, to an extent, both of these people respected each other. Um, there were interruptions, but not to the extent of being disrespectful like the first debate. Um, I think we got a lot of more topics and 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 policies and things mm-hmm. talked about in a more um, uh, a more constructive manner versus the first one. Um, and I'm not going to lie, man, like maybe 30 minutes into into this, I was like, why can't it have been these two fucking assholes that were actually running for president? I think it would have been a lot better because just their, Bro, the, the way they're going about things. President. I'm letting you know right now, there's no way in hell Pence's dry ass will ever be president. Yeah, I mean, he, that dude has absolutely zero character. He but let me the, tell he you. He has the most unseasoned personality I've ever, like you, you just know. Mike Pence only has missionary sex. You just know it. Just, that's all he does is just missionary sex. Nah, I disagree. I believe the only sex he has is like him on the bottom. And like, you don't want to do anything. He'll just be like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and he doesn't faster. even say when he's about to come. He just comes. He's like, faster. Ah, 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 <laughs> ah, I'm done. Fly on the dick. <laughs> oh man hey that is instantly one of the one of my top 10 moments in my podcast in history right there like that Ooh, you are a funny motherfucker, bro. The, and I, you know it's funny because somebody was listening to our last episode. I think it was Steph from the Great Pill Podcast. I think, and I was just telling her, I was like, the way me and JB naturally roll off each other's jokes without knowing where the fuck the other one. Like, I seriously think me and you could keep a rolling joke going for at least fifteen minutes, just constantly just going back and forth, and just. Do you remember um, Forrest Whitaker's eye oh, on film yeah. frequency? <laughs> We went that shit went on for like episodes. Yeah, yeah, that shit's hilarious, bro. But uh I'm sorry, we completely sidetracked that with the damn mission. VP debate comment. VP debate. What do you what what are your thoughts? So you, you think Yeah, man, they, I think they definitely did better than Trump and, and Biden. Definitely did better. Um who won the debate? Uh okay, before I say who won the debate, who stuck to the topics more in hand? One hundred percent. Uh, I think Kamala Harris stuck to the the questions at hand. There were there were a couple of questions that that Pence was asked, and I don't know if he necessarily on purpose diverted from the answer or just was confused and didn't understand the question. Okay. Uh, there was there's a couple of times where he was asked something I don't remember what specifically, and his answer had absolutely nothing to do with oh, the yeah. question. There's a few times where he was asked something directly, and he was like, "Yeah, you know what? Fuck that tax cuts." Let's talk about that. Right, right, right. He did that a couple of times, but a couple of times he was legit. And I don't know if he, I don't know what was going on there. Now, as far as who won, I guarantee you, if you ask Republicans, they're going to say Pence won. If you have Democrats, they're going to say um, uh, Kamala Harris won. Now, let me tell you what I loved. I love the fact that Kamala Harris stood up as a, as a strong, I'm not going to say a black female because this has nothing to do with race, but as a strong female, mm-hmm. I love the way she stood up. I love every time. Pence tried to cut her off. She just looked at her and said, excuse me. And it wasn't just, and it was, excuse me, and stop. It was, excuse me, and a couple seconds stare yeah. before continuing. And, well, the fir- and the, fir- the very first time he cut her off, she just stopped and looked at him 
waited for the moderator, came back and said, well, I would like my time added back because he he cut me off. And then after that, it was like, Mr. Uh, Vice President, I'm speaking. I'm speaking. And then that look, that that mama look that people give. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she she handled herself. She she did what I wanted Biden to be able to do, not in the same way, but similar in how to handle being cut off. Now, Pence isn't as petty as Trump because I do think there's a level of respect between the two of them here. I really do. If they yes. weren't on the opposite sides of that political party, I think that um, there there's if they were just to admit it, just off the record, whatever that they that they respect each other. Um, but even though Pence isn't as petty as Trump and is does didn't get personal, that's one thing that I like. They didn't really get personal. They kept it. They right. did attack like he attacked her record, but he kept it to the facts of her of her record when she served in, in on the Supreme Court. So she, she he focused on that type of stuff. Um, but it didn't get to like the whole level of like talking about people's dead son, saying you're an idiot, you graduated at the bottom of your class. This was what I think the American people deserve in a debate to for people to talk, disagree, call each other out, call call lies or whatever they disagree with about about the other one's campaign and, and administration. But it didn't get personal. Now we get a, we're getting a shit storm already with the next because Trump's pulled out of the next presidential debate. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. So. I, I was definitely more pleased with this one, even though it didn't have a bunch of shit talking and insults and yada, yada. This is more of what a presidential uh, presidential debate should look like. Um, so, I, yeah, I was very happy with it. And um, I do think that there is a level of respect on both sides. Um, so that's why I think it didn't get to that route. Um, and Kamala Harris, basically from her very first get go, I mean, she came out she came out punching. Not necessarily a, a insulting way, but you know, she was something along the lines of like, um, they've been the worst administration. Not necessarily in those words, um, a more nicer way. But when she said that, I was like, okay, she's she's not gonna, she you know, she's not gonna pull any punches. Like she's gonna go all in. Mm-hmm. And um, Pence, to, to his credit, a little bit also went all in, although it didn't look as flashy as Kamala Harris because, like we said, he has absolutely zero personality. So. Um, though his words didn't have as much effect. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, 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 I think they both came. This, this, and this is something I said too. Like this, this whole presidential election isn't to me about gaining new people on one side or another. You know, there are always going to be some people who are undecided, and this helps them decide. Or about new information. This is about strengthening the the stances that they already have i don't think anything new is going to come out of it for anyone who's, who's paying attention to politics and this is also one that's pointing out why the other party is better a better choice to to continue uh well to run this country especially after the rebound of of covid than the other party that's really what all this is about i do like the fact that this is the first time that i ever heard about this being brought up in a debate is the presidential uh dehabilitation is that what they called it I can't remember. They called it something and it focused around the fact that either way, whoever gets elected as president is going to be the oldest president we've ever had. And there's a very oh, yeah. realistic chance that these vice presidents could be called to act as president at some point just because of health, whatever else going on. Um, and I'll ask you this. If whoever wins this election, whether it's Biden or Trump, if something were to happen to one of them, which one of these vice president candidates do you trust better to run the country? That's a tough one, man. Um, I would have to hear more about because in the in these VPs, you know, I'll, we don't really truly know what their agendas are and what their ideas are because they're just piggybacking on what the president wants because that's their job to, sh- you know. So I would have to hear their personal. Uh, I do think, regardless of how this goes, we will see both of these people running for president one day. We will. Uh, well, they, Kamala Harris is already. Uh, Kamala, you know, she was in the primaries. No, I think right. Pence, after after this, if they're reelected after those four, four years, Pence is going to disappear. Here's here's what I think it comes down to. I think if Donald Trump wins the presidency, mm-hmm. the election, Pence will absolutely go for it because he, he he's going to be in the same. I mean, I would. He would be in the mindset like, hey, I just need to retain those same those same voters, or let them vote the same way, and that's it. And also it depends on what happens in those. If Trump does win, what happens in those four years? Are they successful or is it a fucking debacle? If it's a debacle or Trump does not win the election, then yeah, you're right. Maybe Pence doesn't run. Yeah. Yeah. 
Let me also say this too, because we didn't mention this. I do think this moderator, and forgive me, I don't remember her name, was tenfold better than fucking Chris Wallace. I think Chris Wallace was very one-sided and got into a lot of arguments with Donald Trump, um, which is the purpose of moderators to be neutral. I think this moderator was way more neutral and actually got both of them to shut up. Pence really was the, was the one who majority of times was going over his time. Yeah. And she wasn't arguing. She wasn't yelling. She, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse, like, and eventually he, he shut up. Maybe he went 10 seconds or something over, but that's how, it, that's how it really should be done. I mean, they should just have female moderators. In every debate, even Obama cut off a moderator or two. Let's just be clear. Like people who are, of I, course. Think, I think because of how bad the Trump Biden one, now people are just looking like, oh, are you cutting off the moderator? If you're going over your time, this has happened in every presidential debate. This was normal. The way that this happened, Pence wanting to finish his statements and just talk. This has happened in every fucking presidential debate. Who would be your ideal moderator? My ideal moderator? Yeah. (laughs) Kumo. Who? Chris Kumo. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Could you imagine? Could you imagine? The, how, how he would handle people being cut off he'd be like look look and th- that new york would come out uh, i would love to see him mo- be a moderator yeah it would definitely have to be someone that is not afraid to speak um not afraid i i would more kind of gear towards a woman that um maybe elizabeth warren no I know she's annoying as fuck, but she has a big mouth as well someone that has a big mouth I, that would would not be afraid to be like shut the fuck up Elizabeth, I hate Elizabeth Warren, bro. Like with a passion, and it's not even because she's old. It's not because she's white. It's none of that. Like Elizabeth Warren, to me, just why? Because she got a better fade than you. Her, 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 her personality to me is just grating as shit, bro. Like it, like it is. it's something about it that literally every time I've ever sit there and watched her talk, I've just been like, can we please move on to the next person? Like it's, and it's not that she doesn't know what she, her thing. Like I'm not saying she's like incompetent or anything like that it's, it's not that type of attack it's just literally her personality she could say that she has the secret to everlasting life and if i have to listen to her talk about it i'm good with dying i'm perfectly fine with it I'm- <laughs> can you imagine what her husband must have to live through oh man jesus god damn um but all right that's it bro i got nothing else man you got anything else please say something we can't end on fucking elizabeth warren What's your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal? Bro, I don't really eat cereal. Captain Crunch, though, even though it tears the fucking roof of your mouth up, I love Captain Crunch. Boom. I'm, I'm, that's a perfect ending. I, I, I'll take cereal fucking Captain Crunch over Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of My Brother's Keeper. Uh, I'm sorry that we don't have the best ending because it does seem like it's a little weird of ending. We usually end on the last. We kind of mix everything around. Like we had so many laughs at the beginning of this, especially. What do you want to punch? You want a, a knockout punch? A knockout punch? Sure. What's the knockout yeah, punch? You wanna know what my first entre- my first foray into entrepreneur was what? as an entrepreneur? What? Um, it was seventh grade. I won't say the name of the person because he's on my Facebook, but shout out to you, brother. In, I, li- I grew up in New York, and for those who lived in New York, and I believe other states, there was... Okay, let me not say that part. Okay, basically what I did was I used to record porn, six hours of porn, and sell it to someone in seventh grade for a dollar. And um, yeah, I used to sell porn tapes. Mm. My first... Uh journey into entrepreneurship is I would take all of my sister's roaches from weed and I would sell it as I would sell it as a dime bag to like kids in like middle school because they didn't know what the fuck they were smoking and I'd roll it back up and so it would be like a in joint, middle school it, it would be it would be a joint of of roaches rolled into another joint and people would smoke it not know because they wouldn't open the shit they just smoke it and I used to sell that shit for like five dollars what country was this I was in Germany of course, fucking Germans. <laughs> but uh, that's been another episode of My Brother's Keeper. JB, go ahead and give me your social media. Let's get the fuck up out of here. We finally got an email. We're working on the social media, but we got an email. Damn, you think everybody going to be coming for us after those two stories? Probably, but I ain't worried about that's, it. That's pornography and, and, and drug dealing. Anyway, I can be reached on Twitter at the P1JB. That's at T-H-E-P-1JB. And uh, yeah, check us out. Apparently, we have an email now. And you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H A I Z E. You can follow 
you can't follow us collectively, but you can send us an email collectively to brotherskeeperspod at gmail.com. That's brotherskeepers. No, brothers keeper. No S at the end to keep. I'm still getting familiar with it myself. Brotherskeeperpod at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you guys. We've been getting a lot of feedback even without the email. I like to hear some actual emails. So just tell us what you like about our brand of unique craziness. We'll work on the social media, maybe even a Twitch channel coming down the road. But this has been fun. JB, I appreciate you, man, for my brother. Uh, Likewise. We out this bitch. Out. Send Send all your favorite cooch pics to at CEO Hayes. No, send feet pics. I'm good on cooch. A coochie does never look good on pictures. And I've seen enough titties in my life that I don't get excited about titties. You can send any and all feet pics to at CEO Hayes. There you go. I'm out this bitch. <laughs> <laughs>